Hi, I'm Mrs. W, and I'm a teacher. And I'm Mrs. B, and I'm a teacher. Teaching really is an art, but with our actual degrees and experience in teaching, we have a BS in education. What happens in the classroom doesn't stay. It gets told right here, right now, today. What happens in the classroom doesn't stay. It gets told right here, right now, today. It's a BS in education. Welcome to a BS in education. Do we need a uh, clap? Oh, fuck. Yep. Let's clap. <laughs> and <laughs> three, two, one. <laughs> Welcome to a BS in education. It's uh, Miss B and Miss W here with you again. I say again because we are cheating and recording two of these in the same Don't day. Don't tell them. <gasps> Don't tell them. Can I tell you this was... I, when I was having a little freak out, because I just four or five times a day, I start thinking about the next 30 days of my life are going to really be crazy. I'm doing too much. Um, and my hands, my hands will start sweating and like my heart rate will go up. So so when this happened, this happened at some point this morning when I woke up super early for no reason on a Saturday. And I was like, I don't know how we're going to do this podcast every single week. Oh my God, we're going to have oh to God. go down to, to twice a month. Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, speaking of, I need to edit the last one. So I'm sitting at, <laughs> you know, six in the morning, editing, drinking coffee. And while I'm waiting for both of the things to load, I was like, oh, I haven't checked our email in a while. And we have an email and a voicemail. Both of them start out with, I'm so glad you're back to once a week. And I was like, yay but damn it we can do it we can do it so we're doing two today so that we'll get a little ahead and yeah we're gonna figure it out we're gonna be here for y'all even if we're here way before we're there right now for you (laughs) yeah even if it's just we have to go down to 30 minute podcasts (laughs) how was your fourth of july This was recorded in 2019. That's right. But you're getting it because we recorded 75 episodes at once. But that's how much BS there is to talk about. Isn't that fun? Yeah. Yeah. So good for us. Uh, So, yeah. Speaking of... um, Oh, so today I'm super excited about our topic, which is the bell-to-bell teacher. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can't wait to get into this Mm because I don't think it's possible. But let's talk about our... BS first. Yes. Okay. So I did that graduate certificate for yes. online course design. Uh, uh, the, you remember, I've been talking about mm-hmm. it for a year while I'm taking mm-hmm. these graduate classes. They're all good. We, they had a party. There was a cake. I was invited to the party, but I was like, I don't want to go meet you people on a Saturday. No. It's just something make me sound awful. Can y'all leave my cake on the porch yes. and I'll just like drive by and get that cake? Yes. Um, Because I am... I'm I'm an intro extrovert. Like I don't Same yeah. Like I got enough friends. I got mm-hmm. enough acquaintances. I'll have lots of fun with those people, but I don't really need to add to that. List. So so they sent us like an official paper. The person that first told me about this program sent me a paper that was like, "Hey, you need to fill this out, sign it, date it, you know, then you need to scan it and send it to the graduate program so they can send you your certificate." So I did all that, sent it in. Then like a week later, she was like, you're not in the graduate school. And I was like, I don't know what you're uh, talking about. What? Um, so so I go through just like four or five emails that don't make sense where somebody's like, you know, when people 
which they have, maybe they're oblivious, but I don't believe they are. They're like, oh, well, you didn't fill out form 79H2. No link to the fucking form. They just tell me yeah. I didn't fill it out. Just, here's this form. That so you don't know where to I get, get some kind of shitty. So so she emails me back and it's like, I don't know. You got to talk to the graduate department. So I email the graduate department. They send me this shitty email. And um, so I'm like, I'm just going to let that sit for a day. I got a lot going on. So the mm-hmm. next day, there's an email not just sent to me, but to like 13 of the 25 people in the program because they didn't blind CC it. That's also just like, hey, you didn't fill out any of this paperwork. And it's like, so almost well then, half the class. I feel like you didn't tell us we needed to fill it out is what right? I feel like. Because that's uh, a lot of people. Yeah. It was like, I did exactly what y'all told me to do. I registered for whatever. So they, they're doing this whole thing where we, like, I have to retroactively apply to be in the graduate program for this semester. So they what? need like official transcripts, an essay for why I want to be in it. What? It's like, bitch, I took these Fuck classes you. already. I'm, I'm done. done. <laughs> Go, are you supposed to like write a pretend essay about like what you were like in the time before? I don't know. And it's like, do you want to know why I took this? Because you dicked all of us over and cut our classes during the pandemic. And I felt like, well, then I'm going to at so least sad. get another graduate degree out of this. <laughs> and I've got all this time because I'm not teaching as much. So it's just the... Like, I will get the paperwork. I got my transcripts finally. Oh, and then they wanted me to pay like a $50 application fee. Oh, and I was no, like, you um, can suck on my balls. excuse me. I said it in a nicer way. And then they sent me a promo code that didn't work, but eventually one that did work. Uh, so hopefully by the next time we record, I'll actually have this piece of paper that I will maybe one day frame and hang That's somewhere. So... It's just Ridiculous. such a like, why are you making me do this? I'm, I've already, yeah, I've already I'm, I'm done. done it. Right. Like what, uh, who's going to look at this documentation? You right. are the ones who look at it. So right. you fix it. Buttholes. And like, why do you need my transcript? I'm a professor at I'm, your college. You have yeah, my transcript. You sure already have all of that. From when I, uh, for in your HR, whatever. It's like when you go to the doctor's office and you have to fill out your name and address and birth date and all the info every on every yes. single form. I'm like, I just filled the other one out with the same fucking info. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Yeah. Um, my BS is actually related to uh, medical stuff, I guess. Not medical, but psychological stuff. So um, we had to change therapists for my daughter because oh, no. of the, um, just the, the distance. So during the summertime, right. we're the our therapist that we were seeing is like pretty far away from us in one direction, but our school is pretty far away from us in a completely different oh, direction. No. And so since we don't get out until like four 30 at the very earliest, if I'm like squealing out of the parking lot, there's no way in hell we can make down to her by five to get right. the session in. So she referred us to another play therapist, which, um, th- you know, they're not, I live in a very big city with, lots of professionals and there's right. not very many. So we found one in our kind of part of town by school, but I still have to screech out of the parking lot at four 30 to get there, like mm-hmm. barely at five or a little bit after five. But we just started this past week. And, um, I really liked this therapist because we had, she and I had a zoom intake appointment, so I didn't have to go over there. And we talked for like an hour and a half. Like she really oh, got like nice. a very full picture of little sister And then, um, we were talking about how at the other therapist, she had a big deal with like, I had to stay in the room. I'll bleep it out. She said, (laughs) mommy, you have to stay in the room. And so 
like there was this weird separation anxiety thing going on where she would like only let me sit right outside the door on the floor while she, and then she would like check and make sure I was there. And she's like, Oh, okay. She's like, well, how, she's like, what if I just send you like some pictures of our playroom and send you a picture of me and you can kind of like start showing her the pictures. Preparing and I was her, like, right. yes, prepping her. And I was like, Oh, that's a great idea. So, um, I showed her her picture and she's like, wow, she's really pretty. I was like, I know, isn't she? And then I showed her the picture of this playroom, which I was like, can I book birthday parties here? Because they have everything in there, like a full-size sandbox and like a little wow. area and like a tool bench with real stuff at it and like an art station and every toy you can think of and those giant Legos and like everything. So she saw the pictures and she's like looking at everything she's going to play with and she got very excited and so, um, and the therapist is like, yeah, the first couple of sessions, like, we're literally just going to play whatever she says goes. We're j- I'm just going to watch her play. Cause I can learn so much about her that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, we won't even talk about anything unless she brings something up. So when we got there, sister was like, mommy, you have to come in with me. And she didn't, you know, want to look up and make eye contact. Yeah, she does that she fake shyness. That oh. fake shy thing makes me crazy. And I was like, no, I'm gonna sit right outside. And she's like, pulling me and the therapist goes, hold on, well, let me just show you where you're going to be. And so she, we step into the hallway and sister looks down the hall and sees the room and just like bolts, just like leaves me in the dust. And I was like, okay, then I'll be out here. And she was in there with that for, nice. without a for the whole time. So I was very, um, I was very like pleased with how that went. So then we got home that very night, and also this is the first week of school, so right. we're exhausted. Is she in first grade? She's in first grade. Crazy. I know. So we're home from school, and she didn't want spaghetti for dinner or whatever it was, and so we were like, okay, well, that's fine. You know, go put your, go put, my husband's like, go put your plate in the sink, and she's like, why do you make me do everything? So she just immediately starts at a 10, and my husband is just being so calm. He's like, you know that our rule of the house is we put our dishes in the sink. She's like, as he's talking, she's like, just stop talking to me. I already know what to do. Just stop it. And he's like, you can't talk to me like that. And as she's, as he's telling her that she's like, I don't even know what you're talking about right now. I don't know what you mean. I'm just a little kid. I'm only six. I don't know what it means to talk back. What do you say? Like losing her shit. So for two hours, this is going on. And meanwhile, I have already lost all of my shit. So I'm just like, you get your husband ass in your room. For someone that is does not work with children as a profession, he says stuff exactly right. And Miss B is exaggerating. She says the stuff exactly right, too. I little little girl had one of these fits at my house um, also when they were visiting where she accidentally said she was five. <laughs> and you when you were like, or the son was like, no, you're six. <laughs> she changes her age based on the situation for us to feel sorry for her. Oh. So, uh, all right, I totally anyway, interrupted you. Sorry, I, I just wanted to point out that well, you are both yeah, great at being do. chill. Yeah, I usually am because I know that getting inflammatory with her does not work, and right. also I'm a teacher, so I know the stuff, and I feel like I've trained my husband pretty well too. Yeah. Um. So, but when I'm losing my shit, he is very calm, and vice versa. So we have to balance each other out, tag out. So anyway, this went on and off for like two hours, where we could. I would get her to calm down and then, you know, we're taking a bath. And then when her bath was done, I was like, we need to go downstairs and we need to have a talk with daddy about, and she's like, I don't want to, I already know what he's going to say. I'm like, what's he going to say? How am I supposed to know everything? 
And I'm like, well, you need to go apologize. I didn't do anything wrong. Just like loses her shit again. So, I mean, this went on for way too long. Mm -hmm. And I got downstairs. My husband and I are just like trying to talk to you. So she sneaks downstairs and like throws a notebook. Because I was like, I'm leaving your room. I was like, you're going to put yourself to bed because I can't be with you right now. Like, I need a break from you. So I came downstairs and she sneaks down and she throws this notebook on our bed and runs out. And it's a picture of her crying. And under it says mommy's always come back and I'm like oh my god really (laughs) so she's so so anyway I was I was like I'm gonna go up there but I'm gonna I'm gonna make her sweat it out for a little bit and he was like what are we doing wrong and I was like I don't think we're doing anything I don't think you are either it's just her personality it's her personality also I was like she's exhausted Number one. Number two, whenever you go to therapy, you just even like even though she was just playing today, she knew she was at a therapy visit and you just feel kind of raw and it just kind mm-hmm. of like drains you out. So like when it, days when I go to therapy, I'm kind of a piece of shit the rest of the day, too. I was like, hopefully that's what it is. And also that's one of the things our therapist said is like it's going to get worse. It's going to feel like it's getting worse before it gets better. So I was like, but we just have to keep keep the course because otherwise mm-hmm. we're going to be having this when she's 13 and I just can't. Even. And then you're not going to have doors in your house. No, and, we're not going to have ugh. doors. We're going to have monitors on all the windows and the, uh-huh. and the external door is going to be real weird. So anyway, everybody say a prayer for our family <laughs> for 13 years. <laughs> uh, she'll, she'll figure it out. Sure. We will too. Hopefully. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <sighs> I mean, I, I know I've said this before, but I can remember being mad and like knowing and feeling bad, but then being pissed off at myself for yeah. having done the thing that was making me feel shitty. Yes. And I could not just like the nut up and apologize or whatever because yeah. it made me feel worse to acknowledge it. Like I yes. I very clearly you remember can very having much relate these. To this. Yeah. Okay. Like when and like when I was little, like I yeah. remember this ex- like vividly. So Okay. That makes yeah, me feel it just, so much it just, better. Yeah, it, it eventually so you realize like, oh, God, when you apologize, you feel so much better. Like this yes. weight is lifted, but it just... That's what we're trying to I get to. I feel like it took me a long time to like, realize doesn't that. Doesn't it feel better to just hug it out and be like, everybody's okay again? But yeah. she's just, she's just yeah. not there yet. So. Like the thing where boys will just punch each other and be over right. it. Right. Yeah. I'm like, I wish you would just punch us right now and mm-hmm. be over it. But also I don't because that would be a whole other thing in therapy. <laughs> so there's, there's really no way to win right now. Being six is hard, y'all. Yes. <laughs> First yes. grade's real tough. Oh, <sighs> feelings. All right. So let's talk about teaching bell to bell. So I had never even heard this phrase until I lived up here and we were, uh, our contract was getting renegotiated and they were mm-hmm. talking about teaching bell to bell and when someone explained it to me, I was like, fuck yeah, let's do that. <laughs> it was like, I have to get in my car. Because when a union, like as a whole, decides that they're not getting their way, the teachers mm-hmm. will all band together and teach bell to bell as like a form of solidarity. Like so this. we yeah. they all hold each other accountable. They all leave at the same time. They all show up at the same time. And that's... I feel like if you're in one of those union-y fighting for your contract situations, then it's a lot easier because everybody's doing it and everybody knows. So it makes a really big impact on the school. But but we talked a little in the last episode about some teachers that say that they do teach bell to bell and I don't know how they do it. 
<laughs> I don't, I don't understand. either. I don't get it. I like your planning time. Your most districts you're only allotted three hours a week. I think for planning or something like that. <laughs> That's not enough That's time enough. to plan everything. It's like nope. it's like no no no. I do all of my planning on Saturday. Yes. <laughs> And then those three hours is when I get to make all my copies. It's more prep than planning. Right. It's not it's planning, prep. it's prep. Yeah. It's the, and the, which are two totally different things. And then you have post, which is when you're grading and doing mm-hmm. your, you know, informal and then contacting parents and all of those other things that were also required mm-hmm. to do. So that's what I don't understand is so during during my work day, we have um, we have a 30 minute lunch break. Mm hmm. And then we have about an hour of planning time built in every day during the school day, which is wonderful. Yeah, two that of is those days great. are um, planning with our team and our um, instructional specialists. So they have news from the district and things that we have to right. work right. in and all of those things. So really, those two days are kind of already taken up, and we're expected to already have pre-planned before we get there. Right. And now, for me, in my case. Because normally the ELAR team on those two days meets with the ELAR team and the math science team meets with the math science team. And I don't know where the hell to go now. So usually I go to math science just because I'm still trying to figure out what the fuck right. over there. But that means that I don't know what we're doing in ELAR until I look at the lesson plans. And then I have to plan how I'm going to be executing that. So mm-hmm. even though we have that, which thank God we do, we have that hour a day, it still is not sufficient like we could we could theoretically get all of our lesson plans done but that does not include prep and that doesn't include you know grading all the papers and that doesn't mm-hmm. include the other things that we have to do like filling out tons and tons of sped oh, paperwork so, and documentation so nice that you just things. mentioned that because i have something an article called 21 <gasps> things teachers do every single day but don't get recognized <gasps> for so well, i think we should just sprinkle some of these in throughout let's do that. should throughout. we uh you want to take a quick break and then when we get back yeah. we can start with this list yeah let's do that okay <laughs> All right, guys, we're back. Yay. All right, so so we just want to say, teachers, you're amazing. And even though other people don't recognize some of these things that you do every single day and don't get recognized for, we're going to acknowledge them today. We see you. We mm-hmm. see you. All right, so this one, oh, this really speaks to me. Number one, create materials and search online for engaging lessons. How much time do you spend searching for shit that you don't find and then you end up making it anyway? <laughs> mm-hmm. You have to, I mean, you have to remake every. I feel like nobody, well, right. I guess some people do just take it direct off and then regurgitate it, but I don't think most of us do that. I think most of us reinvent it every time. Yeah. Uh, next one is differentiating your uh, your lessons and analyzing homework. I don't know about analyzing homework. Anal- I might grade yeah. it. You know what I might analyzing give you a- homework is? I flip through to see if you wrote <laughs> yeah. something down. I'm like, good job, you did it. Um, so okay, so here it is for me. For uh, what was the first part of that thing? Again? Uh, differentiating. Differentiating. Okay. So at my school, our expectation is we are never at our desks ever at any point in time. So when the students are doing independent work, I am expected to be pulling a small group or working with students individually on different things. So I don't sit down at any point in time. Um, So when I'm 
my differentiation looks like I do a mini lesson for the whole class, usually Mm -hmm. about 10 minutes long. I give them their task, whatever it is they have to do. I set them off to do that task. And while they're working independently, I pull a small group knowing that, okay, these five kids need to work on phonics and decoding words. So we'll do some word study. And then these five kids need to work on, um, you know, building their comprehension. So I'll pull these five and do something else. So really what I'm doing is I'm planning a lesson for the whole class the thing that they're going to be working on independently, plus a lesson for small group one and materials I'll need for them to work on for that, plus a lesson for small group two and mm-hmm. the materials they'll need to be working on for that. So for one reading class, that's six different lessons I'm planning, lessons slash materials I need for that. So duplicate that for writing and now duplicate that for math. Science, we don't do too much small group work because it's mostly team stuff, but that's 12 what's no six times three it's like 18 things per day Mm -hmm. that I'm lessons individual lessons that I'm putting together plus science and then also shove some social studies in there if you can plus all the stuff that you're that you change around in the moment because something's because shit's going sideways absolutely like how many times do I plan stuff and then I'm like well I can't even friggin do this because nobody in the class understands this one thing that we're supposed to be doing today or now mm-hmm. we have a pep rally or whatever the hell, but I still have to teach this. Even though we have the pep rally, you right. know, I still have to shoehorn this in somewhere else where there's no time. So, I don't get all right, it. next one: helping fellow teachers. I think that happens a lot. Somebody mm-hmm. comes to you and says, "Ah, I need X, Y, Z. I forgot to do this thing." Or, "Do you have uh, thirty uh, clear plastic rulers I can borrow? Yep. I didn't realize that this wasn't in my classroom anymore." If you have a first year teacher, oh everybody God. on everybody that hallway is checking that is checking in on them constantly. Yes, unless you're a total asshole, you're, if you have an asshole on the team, you're full up in that person's business trying to help them out. Um, you also have that buddy teacher from when you need to pee, and somehow they can yes. magically duplicate themselves to watch both classes at the same time. <laughs> um, they just you just float in the hall, you and do. your eyes separate like a chameleon, so you, you can have That's one exactly in each classroom. You're trading do so like if I know I have to leave early on the days that sister has therapy, but I have car rider duty that right. day, I'll trade off with a teacher on another team, and you know I'll take your duty this day if you could take my. So you're exactly. constantly like you have to work as a team, and you have to have friendly not you don't have to be friends with everybody but just like a good working relationship with everybody on campus so that you can get through your day mm-hmm. <laughs> which is hard for I mean it's hard for me because I don't need to know a lot of people and as a as part of my nature I like to just kind of do things on my own but mm-hmm. being a teacher has really taught me how to work with other people um and how to build working relationships with people because I was yeah. not something I was good at before I was a teacher All right, the next one, document, 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 and document some more. (laughs) I'm going to put a link to my favorite app that Miss, uh, and also Miss W showed me several years ago called Genius Scan that you take a picture with your phone. It's so good. good. I think he told us about that before. It was definitely a teaching tip at some point. Right. So it's it's great to just like, and, and for the... The school first school year I used it, I exclusively used it to document stuff in my classroom. Now mm-hmm. I use it for all kinds of stuff. So you can tag it and put stuff in there. But yeah. you take a photo and it can turn it into a PDF or whatever. It's mm-hmm. normal sheet size. And then you can attach it to your, what are those called? Where you have to give proof that you were good at teaching. Oh, your um, 
Yep. Evaluation? I know what What's you're it talking about. What's it called? It's no, not evaluation. It's... it's something else. Everybody no, that's listening knows have... exactly what it is. You yeah, have to have so... artifacts for yes. your classroom. So like I for all of my IEPs, yes. I have to have for whatever they're learning. Oh my God. Okay. So then there's this. So <laughs> we had a meeting with our, um, with our SPED team at the beginning of, of this year, and they were clarifying what the laws state about these things. So Let's say Johnny has an IEP and he has two, he's got all of his accommodations that we have to provide right. and then we have to document daily what they're using, what they're, what they're offered and not using and what we forgot to offer. So that's three different ways you got to document it every single fucking day. And then let's say they have two learning goals. So goal number one is Johnny will um, show comprehension beyond the text, such as author's purpose or making inferences or making connections in at least 70% of observable instances. Mm -hmm. And then objective two is Johnny can um, perform basic computation and multiplication and division in 70% of instances, whatever. So I have to collect two work samples per week Mm -hmm. for that child that are specific to that objective. So that means even if I'm not teaching like, main idea or making inferences, let's say that we're just doing like research and it's very straightforward and it's not comprehending beyond the text. It's just Mm -hmm. literally comprehending what the text says. Or in math, we're not doing that computation right now because we're doing building fractions or something else. I still have to have two pieces of documentation on those specific objectives for that week that are graded. So A, when the fuck? Number two, what the fuck? Like, where am I supposed to get this stuff? Right. It's a, So the add, you know, what, four other things that I have to pull up just for this one kid, not for to mention kid. the other two kids that have IEPs in my class. And then I have to find the time to administer those things. And they're like, oh, well, you can, you know, you can use IXL online to set those things up for them. Or you can, use, and I'm like, I understand I can do that, but I don't know when I'm going to do that. Right. And you're also, I, it's the same thing as me finding a worksheet and printing it off. I still have to. Find that lesson, Find go it. set up a profile right. for them, go set it. Like it's still a big process for me to do all this documentation. And at the end of the day, does it do them any good? Probably not. So like the whole SPED caseload is heinous. And then you have your behavior SPED, which is right. a totally different thing where you're documenting their behavior where like in 80, in 80% of observable instances, the student um, performs the task with less than two verbal or, uh, or visual uh, prompts. And I'm like, prompts, right? Like you're, you need to have seven different working brains to pay attention to all of these minutia of things in your room to properly document. It's just not feasible. And if there is a SPED teacher out there who not a SPED teacher or a general ed teacher who has kids with IEPs in their class, who is able to fully and correctly do this. If you could, we would love to hear from you because Come we be a guest. need tips and tricks. Help me. Help me. So Dying. the next couple we kind of have, have said already, we put input endless data. So it has to be put in different, there's different websites for different things mm-hmm. to track all of this data. Mm-hmm. Um, also, we have to read over daily plans and organize all the materials before the day begins. So again, from the math earlier, that's 19 different things that I'm yeah. doing. Plus all yeah. my little sped, whatever the hell I'm doing with them. So, uh, um, <laughs> Attending committee meetings, PLCs, 
all this after school stuff that like when when I taught, I, no one on my team was willing to be on this whatever community thing. So like I drew the yeah. Remember when I was when I became I I became the head of the the specialist department like two months in because so many people quit. You're just like done, and you're like, oh, I have seniority now. I guess it's, so it's me. Crazy. So um, nuts. Oh, here's a good one: responding to parent questions. Oh my god, and they're all so stupid. They're mm-hmm. not all so stupid, but so many are stupid. Like I'll send an email with login information, and they'll email back and be like, "We can't figure out how to log on." And I'm like, "Well, I just sent you a fucking email with step by step instructions." Are you able I took screenshots. to send them to an IT department? So yes, usually. So what I did last year is we have a district wide IT apartment, and whenever they asked me any kind of question, I would be like, "Oh, you know what? You should call a help desk at one eight hundred four five help or whatever it was," because right. I just trained them right away that I ain't going to answer any of your technical mm-hmm. problems because I I don't have time for that. I'm not your IT person. I can't do it for you. And most of the time, I don't fucking know because the the teacher and the student end of things are usually they look different, different. right? Yeah, like on all of my um on all of my learning platforms or LMS or whatever they're called, learning management system, you can click student view. Do they let you do that? Yeah. So I can see what Most the... of them do. Most um, of them do. Shoot, I just lost my train of thought. Oh, and then oh, a second okay. ago, you were talking about like joining PLCs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So if you're, if you're a bell-to-bell teacher, how do you get out of that? Like, how do you not get fired if you're just like... I refuse I to join any committees because every school I've taught at, you have to. You be have on to a, for a minimum. Committee. Yeah, you have to be on a committee. You have to attend X Y Z amount of hours of outside. Yes, teaching. and like help plan whatever mm-hmm. and keep track of whatever. How do you just be like, nope, I don't. I'm not doing that because it's off contract. How do you do that without getting fired? I don't know. Do you just Especially have to have in a the right balls to, to say where there's right. not unions for that everybody's in? Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. So um, uh, another teacher friend of mine was complaining on Facebook about getting parent emails, like at all hours and how Mm -hmm. she doesn't, you know, she doesn't respond to them. And I was like, set up your mailbox that at 4pm, it sends an automatic reply that says I'm out of the office until this time. You know, if if you have an emergency bummer. Uh, <laughs> right. Because once those parents start getting that response you every single them. time, they'll try to figure it out. Yeah. Um. Yep. Responding to that. Oh, fixing the motherfucking copy machine. Oh, my God. Oh, my so God. So at our school, we have a para and her only job is copy room. That's all she does. Oh. So we just submit like we need copies of this and she takes care of it. That's it, a I mean, it has dream. to be a week in advance, but I'm so we're so blessed to not have you to really operate are. that piece of shit machine because it's always broken. Oh, all right. Let's not harp on this next one. We stress about standardized testing. Moving on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Managing technology. We said that already. Um, uh, pick up trash, clean tables, put away supplies. Oh, yeah. Also sanitize everything. So that- yes. There's not an yes. outbreak of a deadly disease in your classroom. <laughs> um, add that to the list of things. Uh, going to the school library to get books for your lessons. Laminate, label, file things. Update class websites. Sites. Sharpen a lot of pencils. I feel like I need to talk to this teacher and be like, some of these things you can have your kids doing. You can. They, sh- they like, should be sharpening your right pencils. Right now, I'm working on training my kids with the sanitizing thing. Like, I'm teaching them how to... I have two cleaning people per week and I'm like okay this is how you clean the tables at the end of the day this is how you go Mm -hmm. around and you tell your classmates pick up your stuff from under the table (laughs) and then I have like 
rules for pencil sharpening and there's only two people who can do it and they can only do it before and after school so if your table wants their pencil oh i have a pencil tip if your table wants their pencil sharpened they have to be in this okay so here's what i did with my pencils this year i've got six tables in my room and they each have a different color and i got them all like a little desk organizer mm -hmm. that goes on their desk so in the desk organizer is a hand sanitizer there's some black socks from the dollar store that they use as dry erase erasers there is, um, that's, I put some dry erase markers in there and then pens, this is where they keep their pencils. So for each kid, I got four pencils and I put their table color sticker on it and I taped it on there. And I was like, okay, these are your tables pencils for the first month of school. So like through the end of September, mm -hmm. we're going to do this. So when it's dull, here's where you put dull pencils so that the pencil team can sharpen it. And then in the morning you'll get your sharpened pencils back. But at the end of the month, whoever has the most of their color sticker pencils left will get prizes for my prize box. That is so smart. Let me tell you, we're, it's only been one week, but they've all still got all of their pencils at their tables. So fucking brilliant. I'm very excited. I mean, it's looking it's looking bright. So we'll, I'll keep you updated on the pencil situation. Wow. I love that idea. All right, we stop at the store before work to buy whatever you need for the science lesson. <laughs> like fucking crickets for your leopard gecko. Uh, or provide... you go around collecting, like begging people, like, can everybody please provide seven <laughs> empty paper towel rolls so we can build this shit next yes. Friday? Yeah. Um, providing daily behavior reports for individual students. Mm -hmm. uh, zip coats, tie shoes, open containers. Uh, yeah, all the stuff that if you've got... Just taking care of children in yep. general, right? Yep. I mean, I remember the last time I taught elementary school and I taught all the grades, just like a first grader coming in and like doing the TT dance because yeah. they had pants that tied and they couldn't undo the tie and like, ah, be still, oh God, <laughs> thinking like, am I going to have to cut this kid out of these pants so that they don't piss <laughs> their pants on my floor? So sad. <laughs> oh. uh, and the last one is encouraging students. So high five, stickers, whatever, whatever it is. You remember when we did that episode about intrinsic and ex yes. extrinsic motivation? I am extrinsicing the fuck out of my classroom yeah. right now. Oh my God. So at their tables, we all have, our, we have like our school acronym, like everybody has Panther Pride, P, pick up after yourself, R, <laughs> rinse off your dishes, you know, just whatever, like yeah. we have acronym for everything. So I took our school acronym and I put a, our little mascot, a picture of our mascot inside the letters of the thing. So there's like seven letters, seven uh, little mascots inside each letter and they're at their tables. And so if I'm like, ooh, I see everybody at the red table is working together. Red table, you may shade in one of your, one of your P uh, Panthers for being positive with each other. And ooh, green table. I see that you're all working even when I didn't tell you you had to. So you may shade in a D for dependable. So when they fill up all of their little things, that whole group gets like a special prize. Like they can play Blook It for 10 minutes or they can like pull from my treasure box or whatever. Yeah. So we're doing that. Um, I'm doing like personal incentive trees. So they all have like their own individual goals so they can earn individual prizes. And then I have a full class incentive board where if like the whole class is getting compliments and they earn all the letters, mm -hmm. then we get to have sneaky reset. Like I am bribing the fuck out of them right now because I don't have time to be uh, inter intrinsically teaching. Like I just, 
we got to get through this. So I'm like, here's all the things. I'm teaching in college and I have already bought a giant thing of Starburst. (laughs) (laughs) So I can be like, be like, nice to meet you. I have zero control over any of the lessons. It's all in there. Yeah. It sucks that you have to read these chapters and take tests on them by midnight on Sunday, but you have to. Here's here's Starburst. Here's some candy if you do it. Here's some candy. That's my thing for homework this year, too, because we're going back to homework. So I give it to them on Friday. It's due the next Friday. It's not for a grade. Um, But if they do complete their homework, they're going to earn points for their personal Mm -hmm. reward system. I mean, I'm just like... Yeah, this Whatever is a this is done, a, a freshman level class. If it's a sophomore, it means they failed it once already. Oh my god! Um, so this is a freshman level class. These kids haven't been in class since the tenth grade, or like uh-huh. the, they haven't had a full school year since the tenth grade, and now they're in college. So they had sad. most of their eleventh, none of their twelfth, and now. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do what I can to be. <sighs> friendlier than I've been told to be my the chair and everybody's like you've got to be tough smell blood in the water and I'm like are you saying this because none of these other teachers have an education background <laughs> or are these kids really that they bad know about starburst and how they work <laughs> with sh- with uh, people in general yes oh like that's yeah. on my my I have two questionnaires for the students one I'm gonna keep like in my binder with like their major their names um, and then one of the things is like, do you have any food allergies? And then I put in parentheses, because I like to bring treats. I like candy. <laughs> I like treats and cookies. Um, oh, have we, ta- have we done an episode on morning meetings yet? No, but I want to, because I want to okay. hear more about your Add morning Add that to the meetings. list, because I'll okay. talk about how that's going, because we've started them. Um, even mm-hmm. though we don't have time, I'm making time for that. So mm-hmm. so anyway, if you What are if your a- morning meeting was just having your students grade each other's papers and do your prep God, wouldn't i love that if that's only the only work... way you can be bell to bell is. is if you're putting the kids well i remember like also. when we were kids like you would finish your math oh you would trade you would papers pass it to the right. person behind you mm-hmm. and you would grade it and so like i would get i would be getting 100 on mine and then bethany who i'm grading has like a 60 and i'm like oh my gosh she's so so dumb, dumb. <laughs> like you can't do that you're not allowed yeah, to do no, that anymore you can't do that and then you're also not you know you're supposed to be giving more methods for them to learn so that means the te- the assessments are more hippie dippy and less mm-hmm. you know multiple choice that I can grade in 15 seconds so right it's just it's just it's it's hard it's always been hard but I feel like it's harder than ever before when I when I would give my my theater exam that I would give at the beginning of the year everybody failed it I mm-hmm. did that just for the data and then I'd give them half of it as the midterm and then the full test at the end of the, the year end. when I had I had one really long multiple choice section and I would have it spell stuff out so I could grade it really fast. <laughs> I used to do that too, like cat, bat, bata. Like that's how I remember things like bata, bata, bata. Because they might think, oh my God. I did the exact same thing. Oh, totally. that's a teaching tip for y'all. Teacher, oh. if you can do multiple choice. Oh, so good. So good. All right. I think it is time for a little screaming in the pocket lot. Screaming in the parking lot. Hell yeah. All right, right. so mine, I'm going to make up, I'm going to, this is not a person, it's just about people with no boundaries. So I'm going to give you some, some for instances that this is not exactly what it's inspired by, but I feel like this has the spirit of what I am talking about. So let's imagine that you have a laminator 
in your classroom. You have a nice expensive laminator. Mm, okay. It is yours. There are public laminators available, but you have your own laminator and you're really good at keeping it up and always having mm-hmm. the laminating sheets. And you have a teacher that's like, hey, can I use your laminator? And and it gets to a point where your your laminator's being taken advantage of. So at some yes. point you're like, hey, Bethany, um, you're terrible at math, but not just that. Could you please? <laughs> you're just kind of a piece of shit in general, it turns out, Bethany. Um, <laughs> Did you really have a kid in your class that was bad at math named no. Bethany? Or you just picked that name no, out of your butt? I just picked that name. I do the same thing, too. Um, anyway, so... Uh, so like, hey, Bethany, you know what? You've really been using my laminator or not a lot. You have other laminator options available to you. But you know what would be really great? If you can just every time can you use my laminator, laminator can you can, not even that just like put a quarter in this jar every time you do because because <laughs> I got to buy that shit. These laminator sheets are not free. Right. So so Bethany does it two times. And then just stops but keeps expecting to use your laminator. And then at one point, Bethany's like, hey, I'm going to take a second and tell you what I'm actually talking about that's not laminated. (laughs) Bethany's like, hey, can I use your laminator today? And you go, no, Bethany, because of some other reason. It is a good reason, (laughs) but I can't think of a way to make it sound teachery. And she says, okay. And then the next day she goes, but can I use your laminator? And you go, like, no. Bitch, no. She goes, well, how about, how about if I wear two pairs of gloves while I use your laminator? And you go, no. no. Just like, oh, my God, the no boundaries. I left it at home. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. People with no boundaries. That's a bummer. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> mine is that we have over a thousand students at our school. And because everyone is scared of their kids getting COVID, not scared enough to like make them wear a mask to school, but <laughs> too scared to put them on the school bus because they right. might get COVID. There are, most of them are deciding, not most of them. Yeah. Most of them are deciding to use the carpool line. We have over 450 cars in the carpool oh line, 450. So we have eight loading stations at the same time. And if you do the math, if you're, Getting a load of kids out and the next car's shuffled in in a one-minute cycle that still takes that's you still an hour almost. 50 minutes right. to get that done. And that's if you're doing one-minute rotations, which we are not even close to that yet because it's the first week of school. We have a bunch of kindergartners. So the AP and I are out there sweating with, you know, 17 other teachers who don't even have car rider duty. The first, the first day of school, we were there until almost 6 o'clock before we got the all clear to go oh home because it took that long and we're out there just sweating our balls off. And I looked over at her and I was like, if only there were a way that we could get a lot of these kids home at the same time <laughs> with a free form of transportation. She was like, I know, right? If only such a genius so, idea. It's such a genius idea. So like, I get, it. I understand why parents are doing it, but also they lit. I like, come on, guys. Like, get a carpool. At least figure yeah. out. Because your kids are at school all day without masks on with other children. And you all live close enough to be zoned to the school, which right. means you live within, like, a one-mile radius of this school. So can you not find another family to load up in their minivan or your Suburban and fit more? Like, nobody carpools anymore. It's all just right. individual families. I don't get that. Because with me, it was always, like, 
a different, it was like five different families. There were like nine of us crammed into a car with mm-hmm. six seatbelts and one mom, you know, trading out every day, but nobody does that anymore. So let's all go back to the carpool days, friends. Yeah. They could really help out. Ugh. Well, um, unless <laughs> cut that out, self. But you know what? It's all worth it. Why don't you go first? Because I haven't thought of anything yet. Mine says I'll probably think of something. <laughs> um, let's see. Ooh, okay. My all worth it is that I got to have a breaded chicken sandwich from the cafeteria this week, Ooh. and I love me some school cafeteria lunches. So I guess that's all. Oh, worth that it. sounds so good. <laughs> with the with the peaches that that are all drippy mm-hmm. in that peachy syrup. Mm-hmm. Oh, that Those does slimy sound good. peaches. That sounds good. And a chocolate milk. So good. I um my all worth it is just like teaching downtown and like being in the city and having like that city energy yeah. and riding the subway and I feel like Mary Tyler Moore every day. I do just feel like, a little mm. like Mary Tyler Moore. That's so excellent. so that that feels good. It just makes me like having having like purposefully walking downtown. Ooh, got my voice just got a little, oh, dear. little husky. Boy. Little downtown voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um is is nice it 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 makes me cool sometimes i'll walk around and i'll just be like i can't believe i live here i'm such a badass oh, city yeah. girl <laughs> it's true because where we come from there's nowhere where you can do that no at all there's not it i don't know cool. where i when grew I... up the the downtown is actually kind of like a downtown now but it I remember is. when I was first graduating. It used to be abandoned and just all haunted right. buildings. It's I remember just buildings, being like, there's there. nowhere to buy groceries. You can't expect Mm-mm. people to live down here. Like people work down here, downtown yeah. where I grew up. But like at 3, 4 p.m., it's done. None yeah. of the restaurants serve dinner. No, it's just like lunch. There's like 7-Elevens full of drug dealers right, that you can right. go and get a $9 gallon of milk from. But there's no yes. place to actually get anything Correct. else. Correct. Hundred percent. I yeah. always feel like a cool girl when I'm in your city too. I'm like, oh, yeah. such a badass in the mm. city. Mm. But I work in the suburbs, so I never get a chance to feel cool. <laughs> uh. All right. <sighs> Do you have a BS in education? And specifically, can you help me out with my sped paperwork? If so, give us a call. Um, our phone number is two three four seven three teach. You can email us at BS in education twenty twenty at gmail.com. And Miss W has assured us that she has posted something on Instagram last <laughs> week. So if you would like to see what that was, you can check us out on Insta. Why don't y'all send us some memes and shit that we can put on Insta? Yes. Do, do that. that. Can y'all please provide our content and then we'll <laughs> put it back on Insta so you can look at it there. Absolutely. All right, guys. This has been a, a BS, BS in, in education. education. Classes ended. Time to go. Pick up your crayons off the floor. Classes ended. Time to go. I don't want to see your face no more. Thank you for listening to A B S in Education. Oh, my tummy hurts. <laughs>